Armed with Truth is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to Armed with Truth, a podcast for youth. I'm your host, Lisa Bruneal. My goal here is to empower the youth of today to become a sin-resistant generation. You youth are bombarded by Satan's temptations on every side, especially when it comes to immorality, lust, and pornography. I want to talk about truths that can strengthen you, safeguard you, and bring greater power into your life through the Savior Jesus Christ. Let's get started and be armed with truth. Today's episode is all about the truths surrounding the value of integrity. Ask yourself, what is Heavenly Father's personal message for you right now in this episode? The Holy Ghost will testify to you of the exact message Heavenly Father has for you right now today. In last week's episode, we learned about the doctrine of the soul, that we are dual beings composed of bodies and spirits together, that we are children of heavenly parents, and that we are here on earth to become like them. We know of our divine worth and our divine potential. We know who we are, we know why we are here, and we know who we can become. With this knowledge comes the responsibility to be true to ourselves. But doing so can feel way more complicated than it sounds. The word authentic is a buzzword right now. And by being a buzzword, I mean it's something that people all over are talking about. Maybe you have heard some talk about the word authentic. It has to do with how we show up in the world, with being, with how we act and how we connect with others. One definition for authentic is not false or copied, genuine, real, representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself. To put it simple, being authentic is being who you really are without hiding all of your imperfections. Now, it is a little different than going around shouting out all your flaws, weaknesses, and sins to every person you meet, because this certainly wouldn't be very attractive to anyone. Being authentic is more about ridding yourself of pretense and perfectionism. And it also includes the practice of vulnerability, which is allowing others to see that you aren't perfect, that you have weaknesses, challenges, and struggles. 
Being an authentic person is especially important for making real and lasting connections with others. Stop and think about your closest relationships. More than likely, these are not the people in your life that come across as being perfect or flawless, that have it all together and never seem to go through anything hard. No, the people you are closest to are likely the people that you know aren't perfect, people that you know have challenges, people that you have connected to through vulnerability. Everyone has a story, and everyone, no matter who they are, has struggles and weaknesses, even if they don't want to show them. When a person is willing to share their story with someone else, it creates an opportunity for connection. Why? Because when we hear a piece of someone else's story, we often hear the familiar vibration of our own story. We understand, we relate, and then we connect. And amazingly, connecting with others doesn't only happen when we've experienced the same circumstance or situation. No, it happens when we have experienced the same emotion. We are humans, and humans are relational. We all have similar emotions. And when we recognize an emotion in someone else that we have also experienced, we are better able to relate and to understand to that person. And when this happens between people over the subjects of struggles and challenges, it's powerful. Sharing our stories with one another is part of being authentic, and it builds true connection. I had an experience that illustrates this concept in kind of an interesting way. I was called to jury duty. The case was about a crime that had been committed against another person, and so there was a victim and a defendant. And as the questioning for the jury selection began, the prosecuting and defending attorneys both asked questions. The prosecuting attorney began to ask questions about emotions that we, the potential jurors, had experienced. She wanted to know who had experienced frightening situations, and specifically, who had feared for their life. At first, this struck me as odd, but then I realized she was looking for jury members who would be able to hear the victim's story and feel an emotional connection. Such jury members would be more likely to see things through the victim's perspective and act accordingly. Humans long for connection with others. Sharing our stories creates an opportunity to relate to the emotions of others and make heartfelt connections. Being authentic, then, is a character trait that is attractive, and it draws us to others, and will in turn draw others to us. This whole concept of being authentic, of being vulnerable, and of letting others see our imperfections is super important for connection. But there's actually so much more to being true to ourselves than just being authentic. I think the whole idea of being authentic loses much of its significance if we don't also combine it with our potential or our knowledge of who we can become. We are here on earth to learn and grow and become like our heavenly parents. We are the offspring of deity and we have the potential inside of us to become like them. For the chemistry nerd in me, let's just think of it like a cool science lab experiment. Imagine that we have an Erlenmeyer flask, because I always loved those, 
The flask is sitting on top of a flame of a Bunsen burner. Of course, chemistry experiments always are better when there's flames involved. In one hand, we have a bubbling test tube of authenticity or being true to who we are. And in the other hand, we have a smoking test tube of potential or who we can become. When we simultaneously pour them into the Erlenmeyer flask and wait, a super cool collision of truth atoms begins. The liquid bubbles and simmers for seconds and then kaboom! When the smoke clears, we have something new. Integrity. Thanks for humoring me with that analogy. You see, while authenticity and potential all on their own are pretty amazing, together as integrity, they are supercharged. Kind of like peanut butter and chocolate, but that's a whole different supercharged analogy. Let's look closer at integrity. Here are some things that I found in my studies. Integrity is doing what you know is right, no matter the consequences. Integrity is being true to who you are, what you know, and what you believe, always. Integrity is having the courage to choose what is right over what is easier, more popular, or more fun. Integrity is following your moral or ethical convictions and doing the right thing in all circumstances, even if no one is watching you. Integrity is staying true to yourself and doing nothing that demeans or dishonors you. Integrity requires living life with an eternal perspective focused on the Savior, Jesus Christ. I feel like we can kind of sum up the word integrity by just saying that integrity is when you live what you believe. Early in our marriage, my husband Zach and I and our first two children lived on a small island in the Caribbean. My husband attended veterinary school there, and during our time on the island, we were able to experience all kinds of crazy and amazing things. One day, we heard about an island hash. Hashes were similar to running races, only they involved hiking, running, and overcoming obstacles through the island's jungle. Island hashes were held a few times each year, and this was the first one scheduled since we had arrived on the island. We're both pretty adventurous, and the hash sounded right up our alley, so we made a plan to attend. Our two kids were still babies, one 20 months old and one three months old, so Zach and I showed up to the start line, each with a blonde, wide-eyed baby strapped to our body in a baby carrier. The gun went off, and the hash began. The route was awesome and exactly what we were hoping for. A physical challenge through the jungle, running along trails, crossing muddy banks, and hanging onto vines as we scaled small cliffs and over crevices. Our babies did awesome, and the four of us were wet, muddy, and happy as we crossed the finish line. As all the participants came in, everyone gathered around a pickup truck, mingling, chatting, and drinking bottles of beer from the back of the truck. The truck was well-stocked with cases of alcohol, and most of the people around us joined in. We were becoming accustomed to people drinking as part of the social scene on the island, so it didn't seem unusual or startling. And then the event organizer got into the back of the truck and called everyone to gather around. He first called the winner of the race out of the crowd to come up into the back of the truck with him. He was a young, athletic veterinary student, and everyone cheered for his victory. 
As the cheers rang out, some of the people around the truck pulled off one of his shoes and filled it with beer. And then everyone around us began in unison to sing the words of a song they all knew. At the end of the song, they chanted the words, Drink it down, 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 while the young athlete chugged the beer from his shoe. And as he finished the beer, everyone burst into cheers. The organizer next called up a girl from the crowd. She had worn new shoes on the hash, and it turns out, if you do that, you also get a chug of beer from your shoe. Everyone began and sang the same song with the chant at the end as she, too, chugged down her beer. Suddenly, and before we even realized what was going on, Zach and I, along with our two babies strapped to our bodies, were excitedly ushered up into the back of the truck. The lively and ruckus song of the crowd began again, and the tops of two beer bottles were popped in anticipation of our synchronized chugs. Apparently, you get to chug a beer if it's your first hash as well. We politely tried to decline the beer making efforts to be discreet as the crowd sang the song. But the man in charge of the bottles was well-practiced in overriding protests, and he pushed the bottles toward us even more forcefully. Zach finally asked him, under the roar of the singing, Do you have any sodas? The man stared in disbelief as the crowd continued their song, nearing the chant for the chug. The man finally relented, handing us two bottles of soda, and we stood there in the back of the truck, above the crowd, who was by now beginning to realize what was happening, and were all becoming much less enthusiastic. As the chant began and the last words came, the volume lowered, and drink it down, 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 down was almost muffled. There were no bursts of cheers as we took a half-hearted swig of our soda. It was more of a low-grade hurrah, and there we stood, surrounded by a disappointed crowd. We had basically killed the party. At that moment, I felt more isolated in a crowd than I had ever felt and more uncool than I had ever remembered feeling. But standing there in the truck, there was another feeling that slowly emerged in my heart. It was a spiritual confirmation and a spiritual strength that came from the Savior. I remember looking over the deflated crowd, and I felt strong. I felt gratitude for my convictions, and I was buoyed up by the baby on my back and my husband and other baby next to me. We were living our truth. This moment literally lasted seconds, just a small moment in time before we were shuffled off of the makeshift truck bed stage and replaced by the next way more willing, beer-chugging participant. The party livened right back up, and the people in the crowd forgot all about the moment and returned to their singing, chanting, and cheering. But it is a moment I have never forgotten. And looking back, I see it was a moment of integrity. You can probably think of some moments of integrity from your own life. Of course, it would be really really nice if those were the only kind of moments that we could remember from our past, but somehow that's just not how it goes. I can recall times in my life when I have not been true to myself, and while these moments are not anything to be proud of, I actually believe that we need them. Now, 
I'm not encouraging anyone to go seek out such moments or to use this idea as an excuse for behaviors that aren't in line with your beliefs. But I am suggesting that when we experience moments where we lack integrity, where we act in ways that don't align with what we believe or who we can become, that we can use them as opportunities for learning and growth. I don't know about you, but it seems to me that as I learn things along life's journey, Heavenly Father pretty quickly gives me an opportunity to use my new knowledge. Sometimes my response to those opportunities is a choice or behavior that demonstrates fierce integrity, like being at the hash. And other times, my choices demonstrate a lack of integrity. We need both kinds of experiences to progress. We need to know how it feels when our integrity is challenged, We need to know what we feel like when we are strong and true and act in accordance with our beliefs. But we also need to know what it feels like when we fail these challenges, when our choices don't reflect our knowledge of right and wrong. Both experiences are part of Heavenly Father's plan. The contrast in our feelings can teach us profound lessons, bring us to the Savior through repentance, and change and motivate us to a new determination to be true. Heavenly Father knows that we won't always be true to what we know and who we are, and he knew that all along, but remember, he planned for it. He gave us the Holy Ghost, and he provided a Savior. Think of a time when there was a disparity between your beliefs and your actions. A time when you said, or did things that did not align with what you knew and believed to be right and true. How did you feel afterward? If you're anything like me, and I assume you probably are, you just didn't feel quite right. You felt like something was off, that something was wrong. These uncomfortable feelings come when we are not true to ourselves, and they come from the Holy Ghost. We can choose to listen to these feelings to make changes and to repent, to realign with our true selves, or we can choose to ignore and drown these feelings out, leading us further away from who we really are and what we can become. One of my sons told me about a conversation he had with another boy at school one day. This boy was a member of the church and had chosen to take a bit of a detour from his standards and go down the path of pot use. He told my son that initially it was pretty hard to smoke pot because every time he did, the Holy Ghost really worked on him, but he powered through, and after about three months, he didn't feel those same feelings anymore, and smoking pot got a lot easier. He had learned to drown out the voice of the Spirit so much that he no longer felt the uncomfortable feelings, but he likewise no longer felt the loving, protecting, and guiding influence of the Holy Ghost. He had given up his integrity. Do you think it was worth it? By now, you can probably guess what I think. Having the influence of the Holy Ghost in our lives is absolutely vital for our spiritual survival. No amount of temporary pleasure, fun, excitement, or thrill is worth losing that gift. For the strength of youth says... Integrity means thinking and doing what is right at all times, no matter the consequences. When you have integrity, you are willing to live by your standards and beliefs, even when no one is watching.
Choose to live so that your thoughts and behavior are always in harmony with the gospel. You can start today to live a life more full of integrity, no matter where you're at on the path, and no matter what you've done in the past. Satan will attack your self-worth. He will try to push you into shame and tell you you aren't cut out for a life of integrity. He'll remind you of all the times you have failed to act with integrity, and he will try to make you believe that you can't repent and that you can never change. But you can. We all can. We can be changed through the glorious gift of repentance. The grace of Jesus Christ can restore us to a life of integrity, a life where we are true to ourselves. Recently, one of my sons was working on memorizing the new Aaronic Priesthood theme. And even though I'm not a young man, or even a man at all, I decided I wanted to learn it with him. He shared his 3 by 5 note card with me, where he had written the first letter of every word, and we practiced. After just a few days, I got to where I could do it pretty good using the card. Along the way of learning the words, they began to deeply impact me, so much that several times I actually choked up while reciting them. Words such as, Beloved Son of God, Diligent Missionary, Loyal Husband, Loving Father, and True Disciple. These are words that inspire integrity. The new Young Women's theme is filled with similar and equally impactful words. Beloved Daughter, Divine Nature, Eternal Destiny, Witness of God, Both of these themes are profound and powerful pledges to live lives of integrity. I especially love the phrases in each surrounding repentance. The ironic priesthood theme says, Serve, exercise faith, repent, and improve each day. And the young women's theme says, I cherish the gift of repentance and seek to improve each day. I encourage you to memorize the words of these themes. They are truth, and they can become powerful reminders of who you really are and who you can become. As you strive to live with integrity, you will have the moral courage to choose good over evil, even when those choices are hard. Every choice of integrity that you make will strengthen you. You will begin to experience life as a learner and consistently look for ways to grow, to become stronger, smarter, and better through the Savior's enabling power. You will become aware of your weaknesses and seek the grace of Jesus Christ to change those weaknesses into strengths. When you fall, fail, or commit sin, you will turn to the Savior in sincere repentance and use these experiences as stepping stones to stronger integrity. You will consistently try and try again moving along the path of becoming like our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ, who ultimately always act with integrity. Every time you act with integrity, you'll receive added strength and power and become more like your Heavenly Parents. You will be true to them, true to your knowledge, and true to yourself. Today's Truth Takeaways Authenticity and vulnerability are important for creating lasting connections with others. 
Everyone has a story and everyone has struggles and weaknesses. As humans, we long for connections with others. Sharing our stories builds connection. Integrity is striving to be true to yourself, who you are, what you believe, and who you know you can become. The moments in our lives when we fail to act with integrity can teach us powerful lessons. You can start today to live a life more filled with integrity. Every time you act with integrity, you gain added strength and power. Let's return to our first question. What is the personal message that God has for you today? Is he inviting you to learn more about a specific truth, to make a change, or take a specific action? As you act on the truths you have learned, greater power will come into your life, the power and strength to follow Jesus Christ. I can't wait to hear what you do. You can let me know on Facebook and Instagram at Armed With Truth Podcast. Keep coming back. Heavenly Father has so much more in store for you here on Armed With Truth. Thanks for joining me here today on Armed With Truth. As we learn truth together, we become more valiant disciples of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, a stronger part of His battalion, and a truly sin-resistant generation.